Good evening. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful day today. I, I hope that you were able to enjoy uh, some sunshine and uh, just the encouragement uh, that it gives. Uh, it's amazing how much the spirits are uplifted uh, when the sun's shining and the weather begins to warm up from the dreary and coldness of, of winter. Um, but today, as we uh, begin, we're in Philippians 3, and we were looking at the warning against those who come into the church for the wrong reasons and the wrong motives. And Paul begins to describe here in Philippians 3 uh, a really big warning for us that many times we begin the longer we are saved or if we're not really saved but are trying to convince ourselves that, we begin to talk about our goodness, about what we've done, what we've accomplished, and what Paul is saying is, if there was ever a person who should have bragged in his accomplishments or should have bragged about what he had done for the Lord, it was Paul. And he says that a circumcised the eighth day, the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching people, which is the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Paul says, I was such a good Jew that I chased down Christians and had them arrested. He said, I didn't eat unclean foods. I didn't touch unclean things. I obeyed the law to the last dot. But he says, none of that was enough. He says, none of that was enough to save him. None of enough that was enough to find forgiveness and hope. And he says, there are none of us who are righteous in our own doing. And tonight I say that because I think it's a danger for us as Christians that the longer we are saved, we begin to think that I am a pretty good person, that I'm not near as bad as other people, or I, I really am something special in my own self. And Paul says, that's just not true. We all are sinners and we all can do terribly stupid things. In regards to our abilities, we only can do what God has given us and gifted us with. We think about being special in our own abilities. The Bible says that we're special because of what God has done for us. I am special because God created me fearfully and wonderfully made. I am special because God brought me into his family even though I didn't deserve it. God went from calling me an enemy of his to a son adopted into his family. And he says in verse 8, Yes, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord. He says no matter what you think you've accomplished, no matter what you think you've done, no matter how great you think you are, none of it compares to who Jesus is and what he's done for you and I. Tonight I want to just challenge you with this real honest statement. Do you really believe that you needed to be saved? Our oldest daughter um, was saved at five. Um, our second daughter was saved at seven. And uh, two nights ago, our third child was saved at home. 
And the first question I always ask a child when they say they want to be saved is not do they love Jesus and not do they uh, believe the gospel. It is do you believe that you are a sinner? Because if you and I do not acknowledge that we need a Savior, that we are sinners, then we can't be saved at that point because we can't be saved from something if we don't acknowledge that there's a need. And so she told me, Daddy, because I'm a sinner. I said, are you a sinner or are all people sinners? And she goes, well, all people are sinners, but I am a sinner. And friends, the Bible tells us that only the Holy Spirit of God can convict us of our sin. People live their lives and and do what they want, when they want, how they want, and claim that it doesn't bother them, claim that it's not wrong. But friends, when the Spirit of God begins to convict you and show you of your need to be saved, you can either acknowledge it and soften the heart that God gave you, or you can say, I don't need a Savior. I don't need anything from God. And your heart begins to harden to the point where you just ignore the things of God. You, you live according to the flesh. And Paul says, don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget how good God is in saving people like you and me. Don't ever get too big for your britches where you think that the kingdom of God or serving God is revolving around you. I have the wonderful privilege of pastoring a church that I love very, very much. Uh, it's not a perfect church. I'm not a perfect pastor. Uh, but I love the people that God has sent us. And I am thankful for the privilege to serve there. But if God was to call me home today, I do not believe that the church would stop because I am no longer there. Because it's God's church. It's not Jacob's church. I teach a Sunday school class. I think I do a pretty good job. I one day I hope to turn it over to someone who will do a better job. But I do not believe that if I was to go to be with the Lord, that that Sunday school class could not function. Why? Because I am a servant of the Lord. I, I try to be someone who the Lord can use to make a difference. But God will be God without me. The kingdom of God will grow without me. And so tonight, never get to that point where you think that it all is about you. It's about your giving or your serving or your wisdom. No, just stay humble. In your marriage, stay humble. In your relationship with other people, stay humble. And in those days where you begin to think maybe it's about you or when you begin to think, well, I'm a pretty big, important person, just remember the only thing I count of value is the excellency of Jesus and what he's done for me. And tonight, maybe you're sitting here thinking, Jake, I don't think I'm, I'm, a, I'm too good or I'm, a, I'm a, so important. Maybe tonight you're sitting here thinking, I, I just don't have any value. I don't have anything to offer God. I, I, I'm such a mess and my family's such a mess and my situation's such a mess. Don't, don't, don't do that. Focus on the excellency of Jesus. Because friends, when you have nothing to offer Him, he still offered salvation to you. When that guilt that you can't let go of, Satan continues to remind you of, remember the goodness and excellency of Jesus. Remember that He has forgiven you. Remember that He has forgotten your sins. Remember that He has given you a new name, made you a new creation, given you a purpose and a plan. 
and that God wants to make a difference in your life and the lives of other people. So whether you're suffering from pride tonight or whether you're suffering from guilt, remember the excellency of who Jesus is. Remember that old, old story about a Savior who came and lived a perfect life, died on the cross in our place, who was buried and rose again. And He takes us and saves us from our sin. The Bible says that Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus knew every sin that you'd ever commit, every failure that you would ever have, and loved you anyway, and died for you anyway. And so when Satan begins to convince you that you are the, the most important aspect of the wheel, or whether you don't belong as a part of the journey, you just turn your eyes to Jesus. One of my favorite old songs, and I love all the old songs, are just I'm just an old fogey in my heart, but it's turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look on his marvelous face. And it goes on to talk about when the things of this world fade away, he will continue. And so, friends, the up and downs of life, the things that seem to change and impact us so much, really won't mean that much. Just focus on the excellency of Jesus and what he's done for you. So as always, thank you for watching tonight. I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. And if I can ever help you in any way, please let me know. And God bless.